You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Koch, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Excited to be here sharing some tips and tools with you today about how to set and manage expectations with their team. And this is a conversation I feel like we have almost daily with our clients, our friends, anyone who has a team. A lot of times the issues that you're dealing with, the frustrations you might be dealing with your team is really because you haven't properly set expectations for them and you're not managing them in an appropriate way. And so that is what we're going to dive into today on the show. In any team, any company, any organization, setting clear expectations is like plotting a map on a journey. So without them, your team, they may wander around aimlessly, unsure of their roles, their goals, their path to success, what's expected of them, how to behave. They may think they understand, but they don't totally understand. And then you're guiding the ship and you're running into huge waves or you have to like oh man, I'm going to hit this rock and you have to navigate a certain way. And that's because you're not setting the clear expectations. So all of a sudden you're seeing things bubble up to the surface that you didn't really know were there in the first place. When you set them well, they provide direction, they promote accountability, and they foster a culture within your organization of trust and transparency. And they really do serve as fundamental pillars for both individual growth and your business's growth in the success of your business. They also just minimize misunderstandings. They streamline efforts. They get rid of the noise that's often going on in people's heads when they're unclear of something, which ultimately creates more efficiency and can even lead to more innovation because their headspace is cleared up for different things. So it just makes sure that everyone is on the same page and moving in the same direction. When I think about expectations, I really feel like there's two types of expectations. And I think the first is the one that most managers think about. And that is really being clear about what you expect for the people on your team, both how they behave, different things like that, but also what you expect from them in the job that you've hired them to do. These expectations can both be general, very meta, And they can also get very detailed down to task level. So let me break it down for you. When I say general types of expectations, this would be like how you expect them to communicate, how you expect them to behave. When should they show up to work? When do you expect them to be online? How should they work through disagreements or challenges? Being clear on the different policies, like how you handle time off, how you handle different leaves, things like that. Those are very general, right? How to operate and behave within the business. More detailed expectations would be like, if you're in marketing, I expect that we have social media numbers and podcast numbers generated at the end of the first week of the month for the month prior, right? And then also I want you to create a quarterly roll-up and then an annual roll-up. Or if I'm giving somebody a project to do for the first time, clearly explaining, I'm looking for this outcome. I want it by this date. This is how detailed I expect it to be. Really just clearly articulating what it is that you expect. Now, if you're listening to the show, you might hire people who can do stuff that you don't totally understand. 
So setting a clear expectation would be like why you're asking them to do something. So if you need financial numbers, clearly explaining why you need it, what it's going to be used for and when you want it by and how detailed you need it to be. That would be an example of setting an expectation for somebody's work that you don't know how to do. Now, if you are giving a task to somebody, like delegating it entirely, you know exactly how you want it done. Then you get very detailed and granular and explain exactly what you want done and why. So that's more of the detailed expectation setting, right? So I think that is the more common definition of expectations that managers think about when they're managing a team. And if you think to all of the issues you've had with your team members, it probably comes down to some of those things, right? Like they didn't know this, or I didn't clearly articulate this, or maybe you did, and then they're not meeting that. But until you've clearly said it, it's hard to hold somebody accountable for doing something you were never explicit in saying. I would say those are more performance-based, outcome-based expectations. A different type of expectations that almost every manager I work with gets wrong is the need to proactively manage the communication about things and manage the things that are important to your employees from a career perspective. That might be a little confusing, but what I'm meaning by that is being clear about things like when you will revisit compensation conversations. When can they know to expect you to bring up a conversation around if they can get a pay raise or not, when their bonus will be paid or not, those things, or performance reviews. When can they expect that you're going to review their performance with them? Or how will they know that they're having conversations about growth opportunities for new roles or development within your organization? And so those are the things that I mean, like proactively managing the things that are important to your employees from a career perspective and keeping that in mind, because it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day execution of things that you forget about those things. And when you forget about those things and you don't talk about those things, employees are still thinking about those things. And they're oftentimes having a, oh, they didn't bring it up. So they think I'm doing a bad job. They're making up stories around why you're not talking about those things. So the more you over-communicate all of that stuff, the more excited they're going to feel about being at your organization, the more supported they're going to feel because they know that there's an opportunity for growth or that you're going to talk about it regularly. And so it's so important to do that. And what I see often is there might be a situation where you're not able to pay out a bonus or they didn't meet the bonus or you're not able to give pay raises or you don't think they deserve a pay raise for how they're performing. And so managers, most of them, don't want to have the uncomfortable conversation. And so they will just not do it. So the key to this is if you tell your employees like, hey, we are going to review compensation at the beginning of every year, and then January comes and you don't bring it up, February comes and you don't bring it up, it's awkward. And the employee's feeling awkward too. And the employee's wondering, what's going on? Why aren't they bringing this up? Can I bring this up? Or maybe they don't bring it up and they start looking for a new job because you didn't bring it up. When, if you just would have said, hey, I know this is the time of year we agreed that we were going to talk about compensation. I need to have a conversation with you about how the business is going and explain to you why we're not going to be able to make any adjustments now. But 
if XYZ happens in the next six months or whatever, we'll revisit it again. It's so much better. And so then the employee knows where they stand and either respect you more for having the conversation and they stay, or they respect you more for having the conversation and decide they can't stay. But you ignoring it does not help. You running from the uncomfortable conversations doesn't help. And so those are the two different types of expectations that I think are so important for you as a manager, right? There's the role-related, the company-related tasks and job duties-related expectations. And then there's also the career development, career perspective expectations as well. And if you're not managing expectations clearly, here is some examples of things that are probably happening within your organization. The first would be obviously decreased productivity. If they don't have clear direction, they don't know how to prioritize, they'll waste time, if they're inefficient, that's a no-brainer, right? Increased misunderstandings is the next one. So lack of clarity leads to misunderstandings about roles, responsibilities, outcomes. It can cause duplication. It can cause things to slip through the cracks. It just is not good for your business, right? A lower morale. When employees aren't sure of what's expected of them or even when they can expect to have some of these career development conversations, they may feel undervalued, anxious, unmotivated, which obviously can lead to a decrease in morale, which then can lead to higher turnover rates, right? If they're feeling that way, they're probably going to start to look for new opportunities. And in a world where it's hard to keep good employees, you want to make sure that you're keeping them. Then, of course, increased misunderstandings is just a reduction in good quality of work. You're going to get a lot more errors. Things are not going to be done on time. They may not meet your standards. If your employees don't know what's required of them or what you're expecting, how are they going to always know to hit that? Conflict arises within the teams, especially if you have multiple team members and they're not sure who owns what that can create some conflict and an erosion of trust. Over time, a lack of expectations can erode trust between you and your team members and then also amongst them. So you want to make sure that you're setting expectations well because it's a foundational step in your organization's success. So here's a step-by-step process. I feel like I've talked about this so much on the show, but I'll repeat it again. In order to set expectations well, you want to think about how that person's job contributes to the vision of your company. So if you are the leader of the company, you also have the vision. You know where it's going. You know how each role plays a role in that. If you work at a bigger company and you're a manager of a department listening to the show, make sure you understand how your department contributes to the success of the business and then do the same. Then once you know how your department is contributing to the success, figure out how each person on your team is as well and how they're contributing and make sure you're communicating that with them. The second step would be communicate that to your team and engage them in it. Have them included in the conversations on setting expectations and coming up with how you guys work together, coming up with their own goals and really have some real conversations about that. Make sure you're understanding their strengths, their weaknesses, their goals. Like, what do they want to do? What do they want to aspire to? And make sure you're having those conversations with them. And then set the goals and make sure that this is either general goals of their role or a goal of a task you're giving them. And then define success metrics. What is success going to look like for you in this role over the next quarter? 
for this project, whatever it is that you are setting them up to do, make sure that there's success metrics to know if things went well or if they didn't, and then you can learn for them. And then you want to communicate clearly and consistency. Over-communicate, over-communicate. I feel like I'm a broken record, but you want to make sure you're using multiple different ways to communicate with them. If you're still somebody going into an office, an in-person meeting, an email, a Teams, a Slack, a project management comment, whatever it is that you guys are using, over-communicate and use multiple ways. And then make sure that you are answering their questions and clarifying any questions that they have. A biggie is to prioritize expectations. So if you have a laundry list of expectations for somebody, which you probably do, which is fine, make sure they know what is non-negotiable and what is a value add or a nice to have. Make sure that they know what those are so that they know what to focus on when things do become overwhelming because they will. So make sure you know the must-haves, the non-negotiables, and that they know that, and then the nice-to-haves. And then make sure you're providing resources and training, equipping them with the tools. There are so many virtual trainings and development opportunities now that even if you're not a big organization, you can find online courses and online trainings to help support your team members learn things and then give them time to work on it while at work is huge. And then make sure that you're reviewing and adjusting and just having that open conversation, providing them feedback, you're getting feedback, adjusting expectations if need be, and just having that open lines of communication. I already talked a little bit about some of the mistakes that managers make, but I want to go over some additional. And if you find yourself doing these, I challenge you to try to stop. One of the things that I see commonly, we've already talked about it, but it's ignoring stuff just hoping that it'll go away on its own or you'll talk about later or they won't notice. That is a terrible strategy. The next would be ambiguous. I feel like managers will be so general about things and they hope that people can read in between the lines and the lack of clarity just leads to confusion. A great example of this would be if your team is not getting along, they're gossiping or something and on a team call, you set an expectation team-wide, right? So you're like, it's important that we all stop gossiping. Let's pretend you say something along those lines. And then you notice that there's one person who keeps doing it. You want to make sure that you go up to that person and be like, hey, I noticed this is going on. I expect that you don't do this anymore. This is exactly what we just talked about, right? But instead, they just have ambiguous or general expectations. And that can definitely cause challenges within the business. Another common mistake would be setting unattainable goals. So having way too high of targets can demoralize the team, especially if they're so unrealistic, they know they're not going to hit it. So instead of doing that, setting the goals with the team, setting a stretch goal, and then another goal. Like there's a lot of different ways you can do it. If the team believes goals or the expectation are unattainable, they just check out. So you want to make sure that they're attainable. There's two more mistakes I see a lot. One is not acknowledging or rewarding achieving something. And this one is tough for me. I'm not going to lie. Like I don't really celebrate successes. I forget about it. I don't know why. I just get so caught up in doing the do that once we hit something, I oftentimes forget. And so I have to go out of my way to put reminders on calendars or things like that to make sure that I am recognizing and rewarding 
when things go well. And then the last one would be just like assuming one size fits all. Every team member is different and they might need different ways to communicate or some people want to be involved in the goal setting. Maybe some just want you to tell them and they're like doers, right? There's definitely differences. So one size all approach does not work. As I start to wrap up, I wanted to give you some practical tools that I've seen work well in continuing to set and to manage expectations well. If you listen to the show regularly, these are not going to be shocks. I'm going to share them again anyways. The first one would be just to have regular check-ins, whether that's weekly or bi-weekly, and having those one-on-ones and those check-ins with your team and giving them space to bring up questions or challenges they're facing. The second would be the use of project management tools. So tools like Asana, Trello, Monday.com, ClickUp for tracking and getting those set up well can help significantly. Using those to delegate, to check in, to set deadlines, all of that are huge. And then having some easy communication platforms like Slack or Teams makes communication quicker and it's searchable. If you're just texting your team members, it's not searchable. Or if you're sending voice notes, just move over to Slack. I don't know if you use Slack, but an example would be it's I send voice notes all of the time. And when it's in Slack, it transcribes it so that my team members can read it if they can't listen to it. And then if they go back and they're like, oh, Jackie mentioned XYZ and in the search bar, they search for it, they can find it and read it again. Where in text, things get lost, right? Using all of those tools can be super helpful. The third thing would be creating feedback loops, doing surveys. I have whole episodes about how to do surveys and check on the pulse of your teams. But having multiple ways that people can provide feedback is critical and super important. And then the last two would be having transparency. So sharing company-wide updates. I feel like this is a no-brainer, but I should mention it. Making sure people know what's going on and being very transparent and keeping them in the loop about changes because so many things downstream can be affected. So if you're keeping the team in the know, they can be like, okay, so if we're transitioning this, then I should probably stop working on that because this is our new goal, right? Making sure that you're having open and transparent conversations. And then the last one would be to celebrate the wins, which we've already talked about. So make sure you're definitely doing that. Hopefully you have had a few aha moments on how you can do a better job of setting expectations. And it's so critical that you do so the team knows where they're headed, how they contribute and what success looks like. It allows you to also hold them accountable because if you've clearly set expectations and it's not happening, then you can feel good about having the feedback conversation, right? Hey, We talked about this. You didn't do it. Why? But if you haven't set the expectation well, it's a little bit harder to do that. And your team will feel a lot more motivated and inspired and it just builds trust. I leave you with one other thing that I share a lot, which is just make sure you're over communicating. Molly on my team, she doesn't work for me, but I want to make sure we have a great relationship and that she feels like she knows what's going on. So I give her payments when we finish projects or kick off a new recruiting project. And I never want her to wonder when it's going to be paid. So I paid as soon as I can. And I created this spreadsheet where I put all the payments. She sees what's getting paid, what's running behind and why. She can review that whenever she wants. And she knows that I keep it up to date so that she's not just wondering, hey, when am I going to make that payment? Should I ask her about it? Should I not? I never want it to feel awkward for us. So I over communicate. And I think it has served us so well in our working relationships. So. 
just over-communicate. Feel like a broken record and that you're probably doing it well. Thanks for listening to the show and I will chat with you again very soon. If you're not driving, stop and take a moment to share this episode with someone who you thought about while listening. Share it with your team to show them you're committed to their growth. Share it with a fellow business owner in your network who you know will be moved by the message. Heck, share it with your mother, your brother, your sister, or your cousin. Your support in growing the show means the world to me. 